Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week, we are going to be talking about life after nannying and, and business after nannying. And to do that, I have brought on Kimberly C. Brown, also known as Nanny Kim on the Go. Hello, Kim. Hi, how are you, Martha? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing well too. I'm so glad that we could make this happen. I, I've been um, seeing you on, on Facebook and, and Instagram for a long time and following you and, and I, I just had to have you on the show. Oh, yay. I know. I'm, I'm a fan and I was just like, oh, when you, when you inboxed me, I was really excited. I was like, yay, I'll definitely do it. Yay. So I'm glad that I'm glad our time aligned and we were able to get it together so we could have this time together. It's going to be exciting. Yes, me too. Let me ask you this. Do you prefer to be called Kim or Kimberly or is it kind of interchangeable? Um, it's definitely interchangeable. People call me whichever one kind of comes up first. Right. I always laugh. My mother's name is Kim. So, oh. you know, I have a lot of people just call me Kim and, um, and I'm used to it. So it's fine. Okay, great. I just, I like to call my guests what they want to be called. So um, wonderful. Well, before we get started talking about life after nannying and business after nannying, um, let's hear your nanny journey. Sure. Um, I started really early, right after high school. Um, and I while I was in school, my high school teacher and her husband actually adopted. And so I was their babysitter my senior year. Mm. And after I graduated, she uh, pretty much said, well, why don't you just stay on, you know, during the summer and, um, and work as my nanny. And I'm just like, um, I, do people really do that? (laughs) You know, is that like a real job? And she's like, yeah, you know, I just always thought sound of music, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, so I ended up having her son and another, um, another little boy that I nannied and they were the same age, same name. And um, (laughs) it was, it was tons of fun with them for the whole summer. And um, I ended up 
after that going to college and, and then coming back home, but I always would come home and find these like nanny positions um, for the summer that I really loved. And it just ended up sticking with me and becoming my profession. And um, so, yeah, so I've just kind of done this. It's now, at, you know, 25 years was uh, last year was my 25th anniversary. So I'm now in my 26th year. Um, and it's, it's been an amazing journey. I've um, traveled doing nanny as a nanny. I've worked as a live-in and live-out nanny um, here on the East Coast. I have, um, you know, traveled in the Midwest. I've done some some nanny work and 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 probably in some southern some southern states as well. But for the most part, I've done it, and it's been every time, like almost every year for a while, it was a different type of nanny work. So whether it was travel work and whether it was live in, live out um, for high profile families, you know, or household management, um, newborn care specialists, like I kind of evolved over time. And then I decided to go to school. So I went to a nanny school in Ohio and, um, and got my specialty advanced training there. So I actually, the school that I went to, they doubled as an agency. So I worked with that agency for several years after, and um, I really just loved what I did. You know, it was one of the things that has always been, um, I guess, really important to me and to my family. My mom always had children around. She was a foster parent. And so eventually I went into doing foster care um, because it was just kind of something that I was used to. So I'm a licensed foster parent um, and I ended up adopting. So I have a three-year-old that I've had since she was born. And yeah, so I think, (laughs) yes, I think the scope of childcare has always been something that is, you know, really important to me. So there have been times when I would, leave the, the nanny world because I was like oh I can't take kids anymore I just need a break and um and a lot of people you know they they find out later they're like what what don't you do because I'm a, a licensed uh I have my certification for dog grooming and training so oh, wow. <laughs> when I would leave the nanny world either I would go into HR because HR was one of my like uh things during college and high school, um, I did HR stuff. So administrative assistant and, and human resources, payroll, that kind of thing. Or I would go into dog grooming. But it was funny because I would say I was like, I'm going to get away from the kids. I just need a break from doing being a nanny. And I would literally take another job. And then someone would come to me and they'd be like, I just don't want my kids with anybody else but you. And I would end up having a nanny job like at night or something. Oh. <laughs> I can't get away <laughs> yeah so it was like I just might as well stay in this field and just just not do the rest of the things but um over time you know I realized that those things have come in handy you know for my career um yeah you know, there are times that people hire me and they're you know they have dogs and they're like well can you also be our groomer and you know I'm having another stream of income or, you know, um, you know, people will buy a dog or something like that. And I also will do their training for their pets. Mm. So, you know, it's always worked out for me. Um, and then, um, I became a consultant. I started my own, um, 
consultant agency. And so I work with parents who want to hire a nanny, but want to do it on their own and not so much go through the agency. So um, I know how to, you know, pull my HR resources to help them um, and finding, you know, this fit that works for them without the struggles of having a nanny agency. Right. <laughs> right. So, That's so, yeah, kind of best so, of both worlds. Best of both worlds. So I get to use you know, all the things that I've learned, you know, throughout the time, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about is, you know, everybody has these gifts and these things that they use in their journey and they learn. And it's just a matter of transferring that over to something that you use after, you know, you don't need it anymore. So yeah, yeah. And I also I bet you use your HR all the time as a nanny because there is no (laughs) HR department. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have for years um, done my own contract. Um, I have always been to, I mean, like one, one story I remember I worked for a family and the mom and she was, you know, having a baby maternity for us. And, you know, the husband said, he was like, I want to stay home. I want to have maternity leave too job won't give it to me they knew mm. our HR and they anytime they had a problem with something with their house they were like hey, you know that kind of stuff let's just some wine after the kids go to bed and let's sit down and you tell us like what we need to do and that's what I did you know um I literally sat down I was like write a letter we need to do this this is what you need to say to the HR person you need to go in you need to and he was this time off with and he stayed home for the first you know six that the baby was home um, and that was important to them so I was happy that I could help um, in that way that it does come in here um, when I needed it you know um, even as just being a problem solver and trying to figure things out it helps when you understand you know um, it, it helps when you understand human resources it's like it's nothing for people to come to me and say hey you know you're really good at you know, articulating words to tell someone bad news. Can you do this and write me a letter? But it's of what I, what I had to train, you know, all my training from being in HR, you know, um, how to deliver, you know, not the best news. Right. <laughs> so I think that, you know, definitely is something I use um, at work and, you know, and work you know it's just in any community so yeah I'm, I have that training for yeah. sure and I I love I love all of that um so very much <laughs> um <laughs> well let's let's talk uh about the the life after nannying or or starting a business after nannying or wherever it takes you I I've been on the, you know, the Facebook nanny groups recently, and so many nannies are talking about burnout, you know, and in the U.S., like we all just got very, very snowed on, (laughs) Um, or not all, but a lot of us got a lot of snow, um, and it's winter, and so, you know, between COVID and everyone working at home, a lot of nannies are talking about how so many aspects of what they loved about the job 
have been oh. taken away for so long now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think a lot of times you get used to, you know, even if you don't, you get used to the way they are. You know, you get used to, this is what we're going to say. This is what we're going to do tomorrow. This is, um, you get stuck on these things. Like today, I was kind of bummed out because it's my day of the year, International Pancake Day. I go to IHOP every year. I take my nanny kids. It's on the calendar. This is something that I love to do with my nanny kids is go to IHOP, get us a stack of pancakes, have like breakfast for dinner or lunch or something. You know, right. um, we make a fun thing out of it. And this year we couldn't do it. Right. You know, um, so, you know, you have to figure out how to make ways around it and, you know, have pancakes at home or, you know, do whatever it is that you you and I think that that's that a lot of people get so stuck in this you know I have to serve everybody else happy when do you have time to make your, when do you have time to make yourself happy um like I have not I haven't been doing it because of you know me having to stay from outside and, and going to work but the one thing that I, you know, was just telling someone today, I do to make happy, as I said, everybody is used to getting their nails and their pedicures. And, you know, I haven't really done that. You know, I've been just doing it at home myself. I haven't gone to um, the, the nail salons and stuff because last time I went, I like freaked out and was, you know, COVID nervous. Right. So my thing is, what can I do that makes me happy? I hate doing laundry. So since COVID has started, I have not done laundry. My laundry goes in a bag. It goes to the laundromat. And that's what I pay. I pay to have my laundry done. Nice. I like, yeah. And I, and I don't care. Like people like, you really pay these people to fold your laundry and wash it? Absolutely. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I do laundry at work. Right. I hate doing laundry. So if I'm not getting my nails done, I'm not going, you know, to get a pedicure on a regular basis. I'm not going to do the things that I would normally do. What else can I do that makes me happy? Well, I could not do laundry and spend that time doing something else. And, um, you know, and those are little things that I think, you know, will help with avoiding burnout. It's, it's about making yourself happy because you cannot depend on other people to make you happy. Um, right. especially if they're going through their own something, um, you know, Which so everyone is right now because it's <laughs> exactly. a worldwide pandemic. Exactly. So everybody else is, is literally trying to figure out how to cope and how to deal. Um, I think the other thing that is really important is communication, Mm -hmm. communication will help with a whole lot of burnout. Um, I have no problem telling, you know, my boss, listen, you know, since COVID happened, I have been working nonstop. And even though I have off on the weekend, like usually you would take a vacation by now. There's right. been no vacation. I need you to take vacation because I need, I need a couple of days off. And I don't yeah. just mean two for the weekend. And, and I have gone to my boss and I've said this, like, these are, th these, these are conversations that we have because I know when I'm getting tired, I know when I wake up and I like in my head, I'm just like, I don't want to go to work. 
there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I remember even, you know, a couple of months ago, I put a post on Instagram and on Facebook and I told, you know, I said, you know, one of my sayings has always been, if I wake up in the morning and I think to myself, I hate this job, it's time to go. Or it's like, even if it's not time for me to leave, it's time for me to take a break. I know that I need a break. And, um, and a break can be however you look at it. It can be, I need six months off from, you know, being a nanny. I need to go on vacation somewhere alone. I need, you know, an extended weekend, you know, or I just need to quit this job. I've had it, you know, so um, that's, that's one thing that I, you know, I've always said, and, um, even when I posted, uh, I had so many people like it and so many mm-hmm. people, you know, DM me and say, well, listen, that's how I've been feeling. You know, this is, I've been feeling this way every morning, you know, and the, the thing about it is so many people feel that way, but they have no idea what to do. And um, so I think that it's amazing that we have people that are talking about this burnout thing. Like it's something that has always been around, but people just assume that it was just, I'm tired of this job. And sometimes it's not the job so much. It's just, you're tired. You're, you know, certain things, little things build up to be a big thing. And, you know, if it's not dealt with, you know, throughout the time that it's building, then it can erupt. It can turn into, you know, this burnout that people are having and experiencing. So um, I think it, it is good to be aware. It is good to know what burnout is um, so that you don't assume that it's something else. It's just like any other diagnosis that you would get. You know, if you don't know what the symptoms are, you actually won't know that is happening. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I... um. I also, not to <laughs> hear someone saying that they're, they're burnt out and give them more work, but there is a book called Burnout by Emily and Amelia. I believe their last name is pronounced Nagoski. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really helpful for me. It does not talk about nanny specific burnout, but mm-hmm. it does talk about um, feminine burnout because it addresses a lot of like that childcare is almost (laughs) completely laid at the feet of women. Um, and, and how, you know, in traditional gender roles, it's like women do a lot more housework, even at the office and things like that. And so it talks about all that. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Just recommending that to anyone who is feeling that way and wants some, Non non nanny industry advice on that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I you know, and I think I think it is good to make sure that you have resources um, and multiple resources. You know, a lot of people don't um, they don't want to read or they you know they're great at listening to the audio book. Mm-hmm. Find it on audio. Um, mm-hmm. But but definitely do something about it. Don't wait until it just gets to a point where you can't. Um, you can't manage it because then it becomes something else. So, you know, burnout can easily become depression. Right. And that's, that's something that you, the road you don't want to go down, especially if you're not, you know, you don't suffer with depression. Why, 
go down that road and try and see what it's like. It's there's no point in it. Um, yeah, it's, know, not, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. So yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of um of of staying busy, but I also know, you know, when my body is telling me, you know, that enough is enough, then I kind of go with what my body is saying because it knows better than I do. Um, mm-hmm. Leave it up to me. My brain thinks that I'm superwoman, and um, you know, my body is just like, uh, ma'am, no, you're not. <laughs> so. You are a human. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so for nannies who are like, okay, Kim and Martha, I hear you. What do I? What do I do about it? We've talked about communication, communication of your needs and wants. Um, because I, I think that nanny, like nanny families don't want you <laughs> to get burnt out. They, they don't want, you know, they want childcare, but they, they don't want you to dread coming into work and things like that. And if, you know, a little bit of time off can help fix that. Yeah. A little time off can help fix it. I'm, I'm always a fan of just taking a break and I don't mean like a break to go and go skiing I mean take a break like relax your body Mm -hmm. relax your mind um I'm a a, a huge fan of music music is my outlet um depending on my mood that's the type of music I'm listening to but um you know I think that you also have to find different outlets for you if it's talking um I have my friends that some are in the nanny industry and some are not but I have my friends that I can literally be in a horrible mood and just really be feeling bad. And I have certain friends that I know that they are, they encourage me, they'll pray for me. Um, or I have the friends that'll, you know, check me and be like, girl, if you don't get yourself together, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, you, need, you call, need both. Yeah, like I call who I need at the time. I'm like, listen, I'm feeling some type of way. What type of way is that? You know, and they'll tell me and they're like, listen you know, this is what you need, or you need to do this, or we coming to get you, or I'm coming, you know, you got to get out the house. Or sometimes they'll just say, listen, uh, bring the baby over here and take it, take a break, you know? Um, and you need people in your life like that. And I know it can be really hard, especially as nannies, because we're so used to working alone. And, um, that's why I'm a huge, huge advocate of having, having some nanny friends have, like find you, you know, I always say find your people. Um, you have to, you don't have to be friends with every single person, but there has to be at least one kindred spirit. There's one somebody who, when you're around them, they make you smile or they, you know, they're, they think like you, they, you know, they laugh at the same things you laugh at. Like it's, you may not think it's a huge thing, but there are times that I've sat on the phone like most people know that Angela Johnson mm-hmm. and I are really good friends at um, Ask the Nanny. And a- Angela and I can sit on the phone and literally talk for at least two or three hours straight. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and sometimes I actually need that because I'm a mom and I'm a mom all day. My daughter goes to work with me. I'm with kids. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, it's 830. You need to go to bed. And I need some adult, like, talk time <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because 
you know, I need to tell somebody what happened in my day that just absolutely drove me crazy. Like I brought my work home today and I need to know that somebody gets it, you know? Right. Um, You have to have safe people that you can talk to. That's not going to, you know, tell your business to the street. That's Mm -hmm. not going to, you know, repeat anything. Um, You know, I know as nannies, it's really hard for us because we have like these NDAs and, um, you know, we can't talk about work um, and we can't talk about specifics and all those other things, but you do need to have a safe person because at the end of the day, everyone talks to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say like, oh, I signed an NDA. I never talk about my job. That's a lie. Right. You talk to someone, just make it someone safe and someone that you can trust and someone that is, is not going to, that understands what's going on. And I think that that's, um, that's where a lot of people mess up. They don't, um, like people are just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't bring my work home. Everyone brings their work home. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one knows how to cut it off and just leave it. You know, if something annoys you and it just picks at you and irritates you, you know, it, it takes, especially for a new nanny it takes a long time I've been doing this for 25 years and there's still things that I have brought home Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and and I had to like talk about it because I was so frustrated and then after I talked about it I was like oh I just had to say that now I'm good you know right right yeah and then I can I can go about the rest of my evening but you know to think that like you know when you see a child who is always great with you and then their mom comes in the room and the child starts falling out and screaming like you killing them or like you know (laughs) like they've never eaten a piece of broccoli and you know that they asked you for the broccoli and you cooked it and now it's like I don't even want it I never eat it and you're like what What (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know uh, when those moments happen and your head you're just like I cannot believe this happened right you know and so sometimes talking it out is, is something that is needed, is something that you have to do, but um, you do it in, in the safety, you know, right. of, of people that are, are, that you're confident are, are not going to, you know, um, I guess, you know, blab about it. And I think that that's an important part of burnout as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that people don't sometimes talk about things in our, in our industry, because they don't know who safe people are. They Mm -hmm. haven't built friendships. They haven't, they don't have that go-to person. Um, so I would encourage anybody that's, that's listening. I'm a great listener and, um, and you know, you can come to me. So, you know, there, there are people in our industry that like are great listeners. Um, Same here. I get emails from listeners frequently and help them work through it. Or like I got one email that, you know, I replied back, but um, they were like, just writing the email (laughs) really helped. Like just me getting all of my thoughts down and writing it. Like, thank you for your response, but I was already starting to feel better. And, and that's the thing though, Martha, that's it. Like a lot of people just need someone to listen to. And I like, you know, I'll tell, I have certain friends that they want to fix everything, uh-huh. especially, especially males. 
they want to fix things. They don't, you know, or they'll say like, Kim, you shouldn't come to me for this because I want to solve this problem. And I think what you want is to talk to your friend and, you know, your female friend and right. tell them so that they can just kind of, you know, agree with you. And sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes I'll go to people and I'm like, I don't need you to respond. I don't need you to fix anything. I just need to vent. Can I vent for a minute? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. You know, and that's what you need to say to people. Hey, I don't want, I don't want you to judge me. I don't want you to, you know, tell me what I should be doing. I just need to vent. Can I have 10 or 15 minutes? Um, yeah. Can you hold space for me? Can you hold Yeah. I was going to say, can you hold the space for me? And that's, and that is really, really, really important. Um, and I, I don't think that people understand how important it is to just vent sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, finding safe people um, and finding people who understand you, who understand what the problem is and, you know, they won't judge you on it because right. as nannies, our, our work life is much different than other people's. And it takes a nanny to really understand, like, even if somebody is in childcare and they work as a, as you know, someone that works in a daycare, they don't, it's not the same. Right. They don't understand. It's not the same. And so, um, having, having, you know, nannies that are, you know, in your circle, um, that you, that you feel are safe is great. Now I'll tell people all the time, people, you know, will ask me, well, you know, can you mentor me or, you know, are you a mentor? I mentor in certain things, but I don't really take on, you know, uh, people to mentor, but I, I do know plenty of people who mentor nannies mm-hmm. and usually depending on, you know, what is going on with them. I referred them to different people because I know different people are great with what they need. Um, but what I will say is, you know, everybody needs someone. And I say it all the time. You need someone that you can mentor and you need someone, um, who is a mentee. Mm -hmm. Like everybody should be helping someone along in this business. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I got a call today and, I wasn't expecting the call, but when the person called me, it's someone that I, you know, look up to in this business. And when she called me and she just started encouraging me, like I just broke down and started crying. And I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting my response to be that way. I wasn't expecting the call. Um, but I was so happy that I got it because I didn't know how much I needed it. And that's what I I told her. I said, I did not realize how much I needed this call and how much I needed what you said until I got it. And And you know, um, I think it's a little nanny magic. I think that whoever that person is, they like, they felt that you needed it. You know, I think there is nanny magic for sure. It, it, I, I agree. And, and that's the thing is, you know, um, I pay, I try and pay attention to, you know, the, I'm not in a lot of groups and some groups I'm in, but I, I know that there are certain people that they are always in the groups. They always comment, you know, you see them at, you know, people's lives or, um, you know, you'll see them comment um, in, you know, some of the chats and stuff like that. And, 
you know, if I don't see that person that I always see liking my post or something like I, I reach out to them. Mm. I hit them in their DMs. Hey, where have you been? I haven't seen you online. Is there something going on? Is your family okay? Are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, and I think that it's important. How, how hard is it for us to stop and think about other people? Other people are going through COVID as well. Other people are having, you know, um, family members pass away. Family members get sick. Their children are getting sick. And how hard is it that if you see someone that always posts and they haven't been posting for us to stop and say, hey, maybe I should reach out to this person. Just make sure that they don't need anything, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it makes a world of difference when you're talking about a community and when you're talking about burnout, when you're talking about people losing people left and right to have a little empathy, to have, you know, a a, just be concerned is you never know when you're going to be that person needing someone. Um, so yeah. 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 I love all of that so much. So that seems to be like, if you are facing burnout and you think that, um, that some, you staying in your job is the answer. You just need to change some things. There are also people who now, I mean, during COVID, but before COVID too, are like, okay, cool. I did nannying and like, I had a real good time. I need to do something else now um, entirely. And like you were talking about with, you know, you took certain breaks and went and did HR or dog grooming. What advice Mm -hmm. do you have for people who are feeling like, a career shift is more in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I would, I definitely would say that they need to take some time um, for themselves. So when you're, when you're thinking about shifting, a lot of times what I would do is I would think about, I would write a list of all the things that I love to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go online and figure out what is the pay range for that. Can I live off of that? Um, do I need to nanny part-time or do I need, could I go full-time into this? Um, getting your, your resume changed. Um, uh, you know, you can't go into an all setting or into a different type of setting with a, a nanny resume. Right. Get prepared, you know, prepare yourself for a shift. So I think that is very, very important um, to not just, you know, of course, don't just quit your job. But, you know, um, <laughs> cause no, there are some people that you're just like, I'm done. I quit, you know? And then you're looking at them later, like, uh, how do you live, you know, to live? And you're just like, I'm going to get unemployment. Well, you quit your job. So it doesn't quite work like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there are some people that don't realize that, you know? Um, and so I would say, you know, before you, you know, do the, the tremendous deed of just freeing yourself to get prepared, be, be very prepared. When I went into dog grooming, I knew how to groom. Um, I was not, I wasn't like certified yet. Mm -hmm. And I was working as a nanny. I had a job and I did not like my job. I did not like my bosses. I did not like the children, 
the children were very rude because the, the mom was it was really rude mm-hmm. and so they just picked up this you know not the baby but you know the three-year-old picked up the same type of behavior and um you know one day she was just like you're you're just the nanny you work for me and this and I was like you're three. Oh <laughs> you know? gosh um so I'm I thought like, when you started that I thought it was the mom <laughs> no Oof. but but that's how the mom would speak, right. you know, and I'm sure that's how she, she spoke when I wasn't there. And in my head, I said, okay, I said, I, I see where this is going and I see where it is not going. And, you know, at the time I knew better than to just quit my job. You know, I went, um, I used to, to groom on the side. One of my things that I kept saying I was going to do was go to dog grooming school so I started researching schools which school was in the neighborhood like in our area um how much was it going to cost me you know how what do what did I need to put down as a deposit like I was trying to figure out you know all the things and I remember praying and I was like you know this is you know asking God this is what I want this is what I would like to see you know can you, can you move some things around to make this happen for me? And I remember like literally praying it kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went, my sister had just gotten a dog and she asked me to groom her dog. So we had, we groomed the dog and then we went to, um, this Petco, we went to Petco mm-hmm. and, um, when we got there, you know, she was walking around getting stuff and I'm, you know, getting stuff, um, at the time I had a little puppy and so we both were shopping for our dogs and so we went and while she's walking around someone comes up to her and they're like your dog looks amazing you know who groomed it did you come here and she's like no my sister did it and so she says um well you know does your sister work as a groomer and she's like well no she wants to go to school um she's looking into going to school so I'm standing there and I'm just laughing, you know? So she was like, yeah, she's looking into going to school and school is like $10,000, you know? And she's like, well, tell her we have a position open for her to come and see me. She was like, I'll get her a job and we'll train her here for free while she's, while she's working. And wow. so she looks at me and she goes, sis, you want a job here? <laughs> you know? Um, and so the lady, you know, she starts laughing and she's like, oh, you're the one. So, you know, we started talking and they hired me on the spot. And so I got my certification there. Um, I came in and they're just like, well, you already pretty much know how to groom. Like who taught you? And I'm like, I taught myself over the years, you know, it was just something I wanted to do. So it was something I studied on my own. So I ended up getting my certification from there. I got training. Um, and I got paid while I was doing it. And so I was able to go back home to that job that I, cause I was a living nanny at the time. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And so I went back home and I remember the mom said something that was absolutely rude to me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I, I was like, I cannot do it anymore. Like I'm going to, you know, write you a formal uh, notice, but this is my one month notice. And, you know, um, she was shocked. She was just like, you're quitting. I was like, I am absolutely quitting. And it got like to maybe a week before I left. And she was like, well, can you stay? You know, I haven't found anyone yet. And I was like, nope, I already have a job. She was like, you already have a job. I said, I've been working for the past two months. (laughs) So I had already been working 
um, on my weekends, I had, I let the job know. I said, listen, you know, I want the job. I want to train, but I have another job. I have to give them notice, you know, and they still hired me. They allowed me to work on the weekends. And I think that, you know, for some people, they're just like, I'm not working two jobs. I'm not going to, but if it's something that you really want and you need to set up for success, then you do what you have to do until you don't have to do it anymore. Right. Um, I also think there's like a light at the end of the tunnel there. Like I could not work two jobs forever. Although I did when I first moved to Chicago, I had five jobs, but, mm-hmm. um, but I think, you know, if you're like, I'm going to do it this way until I, you know, can quit the right way. Yeah. Then it there's, because it's temporary, there's comfort in that, <laughs> at least exactly. for me. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, that, and that was just what worked for me. And I, and I agree with you. It, it was temporary. So I knew I could handle it. And I, and that's how I ended up switching over um, from nanny work at that time to, you know, working, doing dog grooming full time. And I ended up going into that job and, you know, becoming a, a manager, training other people how to groom. And I, I actually stayed with them. Um, I stayed in that company for three years. And while I was doing that, I went to nanny school. Wow. And when they realized that I was going to nanny school and one of the district managers loved me and she was just like, I have a nanny and I know what I pay her and I know how much money you'll make. So she was like, I'm going to have to make you a manager and give you a raise to keep you, you know, and (laughs) so, you know, they got me to stay a little bit longer, you know, because they gave me a raise and they they saw the, um, you know, potential of of me staying and they didn't want me to leave. And so it worked out for me. I got to have a break, but even throughout that time, I was still, you know, every once in a while on the weekends or in the evenings taking, you know, temp jobs or, you know, um, an NCS job, you know, um, in the evening for like a month or two, just if I needed it. But, you know, I did those things because I still loved what I did. I just needed a break from it. I had been a nanny for at least at that time, 10 years straight. And I just was like, I was like, okay, like, I just, I need to wake up and not change a diaper today. Like I need to, I I have felt that. (laughs) Like, I just need to not try and make somebody's mama happy today. Um, right. You know, and, you know, it's the little things, you know, um, not having to do laundry like every single week. You know, um, my friends would laugh at me because I was the type of person, if I didn't want to do laundry, I would go to the store and just buy some <laughs> some new things. Like, there's like, did you really just go shopping and buy clothes um, and undergarments for the week? I sure did. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to laundry today um so you know and that, those are things that you just have to figure out what makes you happy and figure out how to do them but I think that when you're going and you're switching into a totally different um type of arena um a type a different type of job figure out what you like and what you're good at because yeah we're we're amazing with kids but that's not the only thing that you're good at there's there's usually about three things that people are like amazing at that they could do at any given time. Um, so figure out what those other two things are, you know, um, if you like, you know, most people that like kids, they usually do like animals. 
right. find some, find something that you can do. You may not be able to groom like I do, but you could act, you could definitely do something, you know, yeah, um, training, like you mentioned. Yeah. Like you should always have, you should always have like a, like a career career or, or like, um, like a, a career that can be a job and you should always have a training. You should always, always in your back pocket, have a skill. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you have to go back to school for it. You should always have a skill. Um, and that's one thing that I always had, you know, um, and I, that I was always taught. And it just so happened that I have two skills, which is one is a nanny and, you know, the other is grooming. And so I can move anywhere. I can go to any state, any country, anywhere I want, and I can find a job either as a groomer or as... <laughs> You know, in yeah. childcare. So I think that it's important to to always have, you know, a backup, even if you never have to use it. It's just something that you you can have. And um, and when you're thinking about, you know, switching, you know, careers or or anything like that, and you say like, you know, I'm done with with childcare, then you look into things that that meet the needs that you have. Um, you know, figure out what are the things that really make you happy and what does not make you happy? Like I knew, um, I remember like at one point when I left, um, when I left in any world for like a year or something and someone was like, I can get you a job working at my job and you're going to love it. It's amazing. It pays well. You can do as much overtime as you want. And I'm just like, Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do it. You know? And I took this job and in my head, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I'll just take it anyway. I hated it. Yeah. I was miserable. I made so much money, but I was miserable because it had like, it was, um, uh, A and R it was accounts receivable mm. and it was a lot of filing and I hate filing. It is like <laughs> the bane of my existence. Um, and <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know, Whereas, see, I love filing. Like, love it. And I've never worked in an office. I helped my dad. He's a therapist. I helped Mm -hmm. him file for one summer. And I loved Mm -hmm. it. And that's, like, literally, I dated a guy once who, like, worked in, like, a big, you know, modern tech company office. Mm Mm-hmm. And he gave me a tour and I was like, I've never been in an office. Like, this is wild to me. Um, oh, wow. But I do. I love filing. So maybe that's something that I can. Yeah. I mean, they, people people make amazing money in accounts receivable, like accounts receivable and any, any type of accounting stuff. I, it's not for me. Now, yeah. I did. I've done, you know, payroll before when I when I did um you know HR it was part of like I had to learn payroll and everything and it was fine um but I the the filing part was never for me even with HR mm-hmm. we had you know I would have tons of like uh you know things that I had to file and play and you know everybody's social security you know papers and their W-2s when they were first, you know, when they were first coming, they would have the W-4 forms. They would fill out. And I would have to file all these things into their, you know, personnel files. And when it came time for the day of when I had to put the, the files away, I was just like, oh, 
just leave them there. I'll lock my door. I'll do it tomorrow. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I just yep. don't want to go into the fall room. So, I mean, those are things that I know that are not for me. You know, I'm just not that type of person, but um, I'm a Gemini. I love to talk anything with communication. So I love the part of HR when I, I would have to do new hire orientation. Hmm. I just didn't like to follow all the paperwork afterwards. So, right. <laughs> you know, you, you take the good with the bad and, um, and you hope that the good outweighs. But I, I think that a lot of people, you know, even when they start listening to this, they can think of two, you know, three things that they are, that they're great at and, and two things that they would love to do. You know, there's always that, you know, and you know that because when people go to college, it always takes them a year or two to figure out what they want to be. They're always battling between the, I love this, but you know, I really could do this too. You know, um, so there's that thing of what do you want to do? What do you, you know, um, what else could you see yourself doing that could make you happy? Because remember, if you have burnout at that, at, at a point where you're, you're thinking, I need to leave this career, it's because you're not happy. Right. So to go into another job that's going to make you even like make you feel even worse or make you feel stressed or make you think like, why did I do this? It's, it defeats the purpose of leaving, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so totally. it has, yeah, it has to be something that's worth starting over for. It has to be worth something um, that makes you leave what you know and what you're comfortable with. And so I think that that is what people need to do first. It's not so much the leaving. I think once you make up in your mind to leave, then you're okay. I think that once you find a job and you're ready to do whatever you have to do, you're okay. It's it's the what happens during the burnout and what happens in that process of finding the job. Right. And I think that's the main thing that people have to, to look at is how am I going to get to a happier me and what does this process take for me to get there? Hello, nannies. This is Rory from Nannyist. Nannyist is the free web app for nannies. It's an honor for us to support this podcast and to support nannies around the world as they deliver essential care. See how Nannyist can support you in your career by visiting nannyist.com. That's N-A-N-N-I-E-S-T dot com. Thanks. And back to you, Martha. A lot of people, when they go through burnout, they they deal with procrastination mm-hmm. because they're they're afraid of what's going to happen when I change. You know, you know, what is this change going to look like for me? And I think that if you know you're going to be happier in the end, that you have to look at that goal and not look at the process of the change. You know, right? So. I think that's important to, you know, keep in mind when you're going through, you know, the whole thing. So, yeah, I completely agree. And I, I think that, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, the work happens, um, before you make moves. Right. So it's that (laughs) inner investigation. It's that like, maybe journaling, maybe talking to that friend who can hold space for you, maybe, um, or maybe in this case, you know, if you've talked to the friend that can hold space for you and you're like, cool, I feel validated. My emotions are great. 
I now I'm going to go talk to my friend that's the problem solver. Um, right, right. So that we can, you know, start to get things on track. But I do agree with you that there is this tendency to sit in the misery. Yeah. Instead of instead of taking action. And like, I, I hear you if that's where you are. Um, it is, it's not easy. But sitting in the misery is is worst case scenario (laughs) yeah i think you know there's so many people that they're used to not moving and not Mm -hmm. um not picking up to start over i am the queen of starting over i like and i tell you i i cannot think of any times that i've regretted you know um my family will tell me they're just like oh you'll move in a heartbeat and i was like yep if I think it's going to make me happy, I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mom would always say, well, don't leave your church and don't leave. And I'm just like, God is everywhere. I will find another church. I'm sure he's at other churches too. You know, like <laughs> I hear like, that he visits all the churches. He, he, he visits a lot of churches, you know? So I was just like, I will find one that he's visiting somewhere else. I, it's time for me to go. And sometimes you know, it sometimes it actually takes you moving out of where you are for anyone who's listening and you've been thinking, maybe I should just move or maybe I should, you know, sometimes it takes you to move to figure out where you need to be or what you want. I mean, it's a huge world. No one said you had to stay in the town that you were born and raised in for the rest of your life. Um, You know, it, especially like as a young, if you're a young nanny and you can travel and take a position where you can just get up and go, do it. Like do it. I have a friend. She is, I love her. She's very much like me, very spontaneous. And, you know, she had a home, you know, a house that she owned. She's, she was a teacher. She had gone, she had done two tours, two or three tours in the Peace Corps um, she lived in Africa. She lived in Papua New Guinea. She had, she came back home and she was just like, you know, I think I want to just put my resume out. She was a teacher. She had a job, but she was just like, I think I want to put my resume out and see what happens. She put her resume out two days later, Disney contacted her and was like, we have this teaching position in China and you get to go for a year or two, do you want it? And she was like, absolutely. She packed, she found somebody to come and stay in her apartment. I mean, her house and take over the the mortgage. She found somebody to take her car over and pay the lease. And she left and went to China. I was like, she is my hero. I was like, you know, she just said, she was just like, I just want to change. I just want to do something different. And I think that when you make that decision in your head, that, you know, how people say the universe lines up to give you what you want. You know, I think whether you call it the universe, I call it God. You know, I think that God moves things when you make a decision. But when you sit and you procrastinate and you don't make a decision, nothing happens. Right. And so, you know, you have to say, okay, I'm having burnout. I have, I have this feeling. I want to start a business. I, you know, I want to do this you should just start making moves. When you make a move, you know, 
um, they say when you make a move, God makes, you make a step, God takes two. You know, um, you have to actually, you know, make a decision that you're going to move into whatever it is that you're going to move into because nothing happens until you make a decision. And if you sit and wait, you're never going to make the decision and no one else can make the decision for you. So you can't keep asking other people, what should I do? What should I do? Because people are only going to agree with what you say. Right now, if you, if you tell them like, this is what I want to do, they may say, nah, that's not a good idea, right. but it's because you're actually throwing something out there. You can't go to people and be like, well, what do you think I should do? Should I stay or should I go? They're going to say, well, what do you feel like you need to do? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't know what's going on inside like, your head. <laughs> you know, what do you think is best? Um, so I, I think the, the main thing about, you know, when you're experiencing burnout, when you want to make a change in your career or in your life, make a decision. Do you see yourself being a business owner? Do you see yourself, um, you know, stepping out of, you know, what is comfortable and familiar to you? Because if you do, then once you make that move, you're going to, you're going to be aligned with, with certain people that will help you. Like I'm going through the same exact thing literally right now. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I want to go back to school. I want to do this. I want to, you know, this is what I see myself doing. And this is what, like, literally the yeah. same, the same week that I said it, one of my friends called me and was like, I really want you to go back to school. Why don't you just pack up, come in, come and live with me and my husband. We have a downstairs basement apartment, just bring everything and you can just live here and go to school. And I'm just thinking like, were you in my house? Were you a fly on the wall? Like, you know, um, do you but, have access to my echo? <laughs> like, you know, um, and so, you know, and then the things that people don't understand is like, well, you know, who just says that? Or, you know, I have friends that, you know, um, my, one of my friends called me one time and she's actually done it several times. It was like, I want to go to, um, you know, South America on vacation. I'll pay your way. Do you want to go? You know, I have people that just, my friends are amazing. They're just like, you yeah, know, I'll just pay your way. Just come. Like, I'll get your ticket. Just, you know, and sometimes I go and sometimes I don't. But, you know, um, it's all about how you are to people, how you treat people, that it always comes back to you. And it's all about your energy. Like, you have to be a positive person to pull and draw positivity towards you. And so if you know that you're like not the nicest person, you should change, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just that simple. Um, you know, if you're nice or not, it, um, if you're, you know, the type of person that you pull more from people than you give, you need to change. Mm -hmm. Time is like not promised to anyone. We, as we can see 2020 mm -hmm. took a lot from, you know, a lot of people and, you know, um, if there if there was ever going to be a time for people to start business, it's now. If there was ever going to be a time for you to step out of your comfort zone, it's now. If there's ever a time for you to do something that you've always wanted to do, it would be now. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a conversation a couple of months ago with a friend and we talked about, we were doing a training and we talked about, um, you know, entrepreneurship and you know, um, starting businesses. And, you know, she, she kind of asked me a question, like, you know, why is, 
she said something about like, you know, is this a good time to start or why isn't it? It's always a good time to start a business because people that have money, they're always going to have money. Right. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think like, um, Yeah. And I mean, that got really highlighted with COVID, I think, is like yeah. the people that have money, like they're all doing fine. Uh, billionaires have gotten much richer during much COVID. Richer. So, and I know that we're not talking about billionaires, but it's just. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's just an example, but it's true when, when it comes down to it, um, one of my mentors used to say, she said, don't count people's money because at the end of the day, people are going to spend and put their money where they want to put it. Mm-hmm. People have money and they spend it on what they want. If they want something that you have, it's not your job to tell them, oh, this is expensive. You know, I've, I've seen people who have businesses and they're just like, oh, you know, that person may not have enough to, you know, um, to buy what I'm selling or, you know, they just, they do, you know, they're just nanny and make this amount. So no idea what people, have. you have no idea what people are sitting what they're going to spend their money on. Why should it not be something that you have and you have to offer them? Um, so, you know, sitting on a, a business or sitting on an idea, like you just, you don't have a clue. Um, I used to have my own dog grooming um, business and I actually really discredited and discounted myself because I thought, you know, hey, who would want to, you know, bring their dogs to my house for me to groom them. Right. It turns out but- a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because turns out most mo- grooming is, is, you know, and so, you know, uh, it, it was funny because there's a study that was done um, some years back and I probably would have to see now, but there was a study that was done some years ago and it was just saying how um, when there is like financial issues, like when there's, um, when everybody is Brits, when it comes to finances, three things that people will always pay for. Beauty and health, is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, like people still want to be beautiful even when they're broke. Right. When they are having financial issues, they're like, well, at least I could look good. You know, um, people will they will always pay um, and put money out for their children and they will always take care of their animals mm. and that like that's a study that was just was done. those are the three things if you in any of those businesses you have people who will spend money with you period um we have one of those businesses we're in the business of childcare. If you don't want to leave childcare, um, but you have something to offer, you know, I've seen people who do our consults for potty training. Like right. there's, who knew? There was I've a had one on of, the podcast. <laughs> hey, exactly. You know, so potty training, um, if you're good at, if you're, you know, like me, you're a great talk, you understand, you know, um, the business of nannying, you know, become a consultant. You know, um, if you're, you know, great at, you know, there are some nannies that they can't afford, you know, school or they don't have the time to go to school. Why can't you train a nanny? Right. 
I'm sure there, I'm sure there are nannies that you have the expertise and you have the platform that you train them um, or hire or you know. I have I have had people pay me to like come in. They're like, I love my nanny. My nanny is amazing, but my nanny is terrible at this. You know, can you come in and can I pay you? to come and shadow my nanny for like two or three weeks and help train her with this. Just so they keep their nanny. Yep. Cause you it costs I mean? a lot to find a new nanny. It costs like not, not only money, but like, you know, the kids, it costs them like emotional things. Yeah. It costs your family, like looking the time to look for a new it, nanny and vet a new nanny. And yeah, it's, yeah, that's a, it's, really it's good cute. way to it's go cute. and and the thing is you never know what people will pay for unless you put it out there right you know right. so I mean if you have an idea and you think that it'll get done um it, it'll that it'll help people then that's what you do and if you're like me I you know I tell people any time of the day I am a horrible procrastinator horrible it's just, <laughs> I'm amazed that I get anything done like I, I yep. you know people look at me and they're just like Kim you're always doing something new you always have something you're always on this and you're doing that I was like you guys have no idea how long it took me to do this like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah yeah and um and I remember I hired I hired my friend who is a um the one I was talking about that made the comment to me, but I hired her um, because she is a business coach. And I was like, I need a coach. And she was like, you don't need a coach. And I was like, I need a coach. <laughs> and so she was just like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And I was like, I have this business idea, but I need someone to stay on me. Like, I, you know, and I remember um, my partner at the time, he was, he said, this is ridiculous. You're paying someone to do what you already, like to sit there and tell you what to do when you already know how to do it. This is dumb. Why are you giving her your money? And I said, I'm giving her my money because I know that I hate when people are angry with me or when I let people down. And I said, so for me, I need to pay someone to make me do what I need to do. Yes. And so sometimes I, you know, that's worth it. Sometimes it's worth it. And it, it got me to start my business it got me to sit down and actually make a business plan, um, get get myself together to start my business, to actually have an action plan, to have something written down, to have ideas to go on. And she was just like, you know, I'm really not doing that much of anything, but she would give me homework every time and say, okay, well, when, when we meet up next week, this needs to be done. And even if it was like, we were meeting on Wednesday and I realized like on Monday, I hadn't done anything. I was like, oh, I got to get this done because when I meet with her on Wednesday, she's going to be like, you didn't do anything, but it made me do something. And so, you know, I tell people, you know, when I'm doing trainings and stuff, sometimes, you know, there are two type of, you know, entrepreneurs and no one will really admit, it, but there's the entrepreneur that is the go-getter that just gets up and gets it done. And you look at them and you're like, they're a machine. They can go, go, go. Like they say they're going to do something. And by next week it's done. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have this, I get up at six in the morning. I have a schedule. I have like, they, they're amazing. And you're looking at them. Like I could never, 
And then there are people that are kind of like me. They procrastinate. They're, they, they have all these ideas that they never get out or um, they're great at you know starting but not finishing and seeing it through. And what happens is people that are like that they need to have someone who is a business coach and a mentor that kind of pushes them to do things because most people that are like that, but that that have that like entrepreneurial thing, that a lot of times it comes from, it stems from them being at a job where they're always told when and what to do. Mm-hmm. And to, to break out of that mentality of, oh, you gotta be to work at eight, you don't get off until five, you know, um, to break out of that, that mode of, you know, now it's time for me to do this. Now it's time for me to do that. And to go to being your own boss, it takes time, especially when you've never done it before. Right. Um, so like the same yeah. way that we have like fitness coaches or diet dietitians, yeah. like, yeah. So you know how to work out, but it's like when somebody else tells you what to do and if you're going to get in trouble, if you don't show up, you're exactly. more likely to show up. You're more likely to show up. And it's the same, it's no different than, you know, people who, who say I'm in college and I just take online courses. And then the other person looks at them and they're like, I could never, like, I would never have the, you know, the discipline to do online courses. I would need to go and, and sit in front of a teacher. I mean, it's the same thing with business, you know? So I, I think, you know, sometimes it's unfair to say, oh, well, they're not really business savvy or they're not entrepreneurs because no, they're just, they just think differently and it's a different process for them. And so, um, you know, I, I think that people should never discredit themselves because there are some people that they, they, they say, you know, I don't, I don't want to work for anyone anymore. I want to work for myself, but I'm not really a go-getter. I'm not really enough. And I would say to that person, neither am I, but if I can do it, I'm sure that you can get up and you can figure it out, even if it takes you a little bit longer. Um, and so, you know, I think that it's, it's one of those one of those, you know, firm things that you just have to make up in your mind. And and that's my main thing that I would say is make a decision that you want something different, make a decision that you want to move, make a decision that you want to, um, you know, run a business, make a decision that you want to find some people who understand you. I think a lot of times people just, they need a push. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, so now, if you're listening we, and that's you, Martha and this I is, are here. To this is you your today. push. <laughs> yeah. In my acting classes, we had an expression that we, we said frequently, which was jump and the net will appear, um, yeah. which I know is not from acting, but <laughs> that's just yeah, where yeah. I encountered it the most. But yeah, like trust that you will figure it out. <laughs> when you are forced to figure it out, you mm-hmm. know? So once you've decided, but you find yourself like just ruminating on it, just going over and over and over, like do, we said this actually on the nanny announcements episode a few weeks ago, but like, mm-hmm. don't rob the world of your gift because of anxiety. Yeah. 
or yeah. procrastination or, you know, cause sometimes procrastination springs from anxiety and sometimes mm-hmm. it comes from a different place, but, um, but yeah, don't let the world not have you at your fullest because you're worried. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. It won't be perfect. You'll learn and you'll grow and you'll have more to offer. Yeah. And you'll be happier because you're doing something that you love. Absolutely. And stop giving your time away to things that are not beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like I Except I the TV show nailed it because I give <laughs> a lot of time to that television program, but it does fill my cup. That's so funny. That. Just watching I them. I have never, I have never seen it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Kim. I don't, you cannot tell me about it because I do not want to get hooked on anything. <laughs> Oh man, but I want, they bake and they do a bad job and it's great. Um, (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) if I have some Nailed It fans out there, holler in your own car or wherever you're listening to this. It's it's so funny. I'm not a, um, I'm not a TV person. I, I can tell you, wow, my TV probably hasn't been turned on um for maybe four months hopefully it still works um I'm not (laughs) yeah I'm not a tv person and when I do watch something it's usually like I'll just watch something on Netflix and I will this is um, on Netflix Kim yeah I will (laughs) I'm sure it is that's why I said don't tell me and and then I like binge because I hate commercials and I don't like to wait Mm -hmm. so literally I'm the type of person um everyone says I never sleep I'm always up to like three or four in the morning so I'll literally start at like five I'll take I'll take like a migraine something because if I watch like a scream for too long I get headaches and that's part of the reason why I don't watch tv but um I will put you know I'll do so well I'll do something and I'll you know sit my ipad in front of me and I will literally just binge watch from like five five at night to five in the morning and I've watched the whole season in one day because I don't want to wait <laughs> I yep. just wanna, I just wanna that's fair <laughs> you just like go inhabit that world I yeah love it. and and then after that I'm done for like a good you know month or so like I I can't give any more time to me ever any episode of anything so it's funny um because when I go places my three-year-old like will not watch tv and people are like this kid doesn't watch tv like she doesn't even sit and I'm just like yeah she's not I, I don't turn my tv on she doesn't know <laughs> yep. she could that she should be amused by it. now she'll watch you know like a youtube or something but um you know she doesn't she's fine if, if you don't have it on you know um right so it's, it's really funny. So I ha- there are a lot of shows that I haven't seen. Um, but during COVID, I had a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have found myself binge watching a few things during, um, during this time. So yeah, but my TV, it just, it hasn't been on. So yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Well, um, yeah. So is, is there... You know, we could we could talk about this, and I I love talking to you. Um, it, is there anything else, you know, in in this episode? Because Kimberly, we're we're definitely doing this again if oh, if you if you would yeah. like to. Because 
Sure. I had a blast having you on. So Thank is there you. anything else in, in this particular episode that you wanted to cover that we didn't get to? Um, I do want to say that um, a lot of times I think that I would, I would, I would say to really, really, when you start digging, um, to not, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to put it. I guess to not just disregard something that keeps coming up um, in your head. You know, um, a lot of times we, especially as women um, who are used to serving people, we we count a lot of the, the amazing things about us and we take them for granted, like that, you know, you're amazing at doing something and that, you know, this could be something that would make you happy. And you know, um, I think that it's really, really important that when you start doing this digging to figure out, you know, do I want to stay in this career? Do I want to change careers? Um, how does that look? I think that you should realize that sometimes you may discard something that is important to you and that can make you happy because you're not used to making yourself happy. You're used to making other people happy. And so, you know, doing things like that, I know, um, I want to say um, Angela from Ask the Nanny, she has a course and, you know, ask her when she's going to do the course again. But I think the course was about um, how to change directions, like how to, mm-hmm. how to start a new, like a new career. Um, and she also has background in HR. Um, oh, yeah. so she went to school for, I think, business administration. So, you know, she's a, a great resource to kind of say, Hey, you know, when are you doing this class again? Because I, I think that she has, she's done it maybe once and she never did it again, but I don't <laughs> that know why. Is, but, that feels very know, Angela. Like she's like, yes. here, this is this beautiful gift to the world, but now <laughs> I'm moving on and making jam. Um, <laughs> exactly. So you know, um, you know, bang her doors down and say, Hey, yeah. like I, I'm thinking about changing careers and I need this course. I need this information because why remake the, you know, wheel. If right. someone has that information, it's downloaded. I mean, she may even have it on a, you know, PowerPoint and just say, Hey, listen, I'm willing to pay you. Just send me the PowerPoint. I'll, I'll take myself through the course. You know, right. Um, yeah. I think that it's important to look for resources to help you um, and, and realize that you're not alone, that there are many people in our industry who has been changing careers. There are many people in our industry that stayed in, in this state in the industry and decided to start a business and do something you know different. And you'll never know and have that information if you don't ask. You'll never know. I mean, if you look up to someone and they're doing something that you want to do, ask them, will they be your mentor? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of like people tell me all the time, they're like, Kim, you are a wealth of information. Well, guess what? I didn't get this from going to college. I got this from other women that I worked with and other women that I knew who who invested their time and they mentored me for free. They mentored me. They showed me how to, how to, you know, 
be an HR executive administrator. They showed me how to, you know, um, work PowerPoint and how to, you know, um, start a business and how to do, like, I did, uh, of course, did some work. I had to do the work, but they felt like I was worth investing in. And if you don't feel like you're at a point where you're worth it, um, then I think you need to get to that point. You need to figure out how to how to get to a point where I think that I, I can be worth, you know, someone investing in me. And that is a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Um, and that per and that person that I would send you to would probably be um, Alexa Ray. Alexa Ray mm-hmm. is, is is amazing at holding a space for you. And then reflecting it back and saying, well, why don't you feel like you're worthy? Why don't you like? Yep. She's, she's been on the pod too. And yeah, she is. She's very, very good at that. Alexa, Alexa Ray will like, and she's so sweet. You don't even know that you're being like, uh, Jedi. You don't even know that you're, you're being Jedi. You're, Jedi mind she, tricks. She is handing you the torch, baby. I tell you. Um, and yes. I love her for it. I love her for it. And, um, so you know, we have some amazing people, like I'm rattling off names and I'm rattling off things that people do, but we, we really do have some amazing women in our community that Mm -hmm. they've gone to, to school. They have different degrees. They like, I always say nannies are no one trick ponies, right? All of us, you can't, you know, not in this job, you know, um, not in this job at all. And so if you see someone going away that you want them you know that you want to go grab one to their coattails say listen you're going a direction I want to go and I want to know how you got there take me with you or do you do you mentor um sometimes it is worth paying to get what you want so that you can get to where you need to go and I you know I I can't express that enough but I just wanted to make sure we close I mean like with me saying that, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, things are given to you because, you know, you're just a person that someone sees that they should invest in. Other times you have to invest first to get to where you want to go. So don't make it all about when well, no one is helping me. Sometimes you got to help yourself, but mm-hmm. you got to do it. You have to in, in order to get to where you want to go, you definitely have to, you know, do it. Um, I know there's that saying that, you know, um, I think it's something about um, the, the like, pe- that the, the people that are dead are holding all of, I can't remember everything, but it's like the people that are in the graves, and that's where all the, the best dreams and businesses and everything are, is there is buried with them because they never did anything. You know, they never did anything with their dreams and their vision and you know, um, don't be that person that takes that to the grave. You know, you're all, everyone is put here for a reason and for a purpose. And I'm not saying everyone has to be an entrepreneur and everyone has to, you know, own these businesses and do different things, but everyone has, they're born with something. And over time they've acquired a certain skill and it's not meant for you to just not do anything with it. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Love that. Um, I wanted to add a couple things. One, if you are interested in talking to Alexa Ray, um, 
she is uh, the mindful nanny collective or and or the mindful care collective on Instagram and Facebook, but she's more present on Instagram. So go follow her. I'll also link her in the show notes just because I want to make sure. And I'll link um, Angela as well. Um, (laughs) I just, you know, like let's, you know, let's rising tide raises all boats. Like let's, let's get everyone uh, to where they can get to these resources. Um, Absolutely. And in the same vein, I I can only tease it right now, but, uh, but I got I got something in the works too. So <laughs> be be on on alert because um yeah, nannies, I, I I got you. Um, so that will be coming out in a couple months, but exciting, uh, exciting. Yeah, I little wait. little I love tease. It. I love it. Um, well, wonderful. Okay, Kimberly. Let's (laughs) talk about if, you know, you are a wealth of resources. So how can nannies find out more about you? What, what can, um, where can they go to find out more about you? You can actually contact me on, um, www.nannykimonthego.com. It's super easy. It's also in the show notes. So you don't even have to remember it, even though I know you could. Yes. And I'm literally nanny Kim on the go everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you Google me, if you, if you can't remember, you just say nanny Kim on the go on the go, I will come up on, um, on Google anywhere. Like I've Googled myself. I know it. <laughs> Is that, did you choose that name because you do move around so often or because you're always yeah. like doing stuff or both? Oh, both. Yeah. Both. yeah. Um, I, you know, I was, I was a travel nanny for a really long time. And so, um, I did that. And I also, like I said, I had my grooming business and my grooming business was, um, grooming. It was Kim's grooming on the go because it was, a it was a mobile grooming. And so when I started my nanny business, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to be nanny Kim on the go. I'm going to keep the on the go. And, um, and so I, I did. And so love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they visited your website. What did, what do they see there? So you're going to see everything. I know. I know <laughs> you have, you offer so much. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so of, of course, if you are, um, like I said, if you're, if you're a parent and you're looking for a nanny, um, I offer those services for parents where I am kind of, I do a consult with them and, and I work as, you know, that in-between liaison, helping them to find a nanny and helping them to, you know, link with the family and just get that stuff done. So, you know, you will find that there. Um, I am adding that, you know, because I do foster and foster to adoption, that I um, I have a package that will be going on my website soon, where, that I just started, where, um, I'm going to be helping um, anyone who wants to adopt and, um, and who is in foster, that is a foster care parent and looking to adopt. I'm going to be support for them to help them through that process because it's, it's very, it's very invasive. It's a long, um, you know, it's a long process. And it also is very emotionally hard 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, if you don't understand the system and you don't understand the paperwork and the, the court and everything else, it could be very stressful. And so um, I have successfully done that. Um, I have some clients who are, you know, parents now and, you know, they've gotten parent counseling from me and, you know, I love it. So that is something that you can, you know, um, you know, consult with me about as well. Um, and I have my um, book that'll be released. We're finishing up some editing and stuff. And that is, um, that book is coming out. So it's how to find the perfect nanny. It's going to be an ebook. And, um, and so that is also for my clients who say, well, I just want you to, you know, help us through this process, but we'll handle the rest from here. The book kind of takes them through the rest of how I usually take my you know, um, my other clients through. So it'll be really easy. And I tell people that when this book comes out, especially as a nanny, it's something that you want to get. It's something that you're going to want to download. It's something that you're going to want to print out and put it into your, um, your nanny portfolio, because it really is a great explanation to like your future, you know, employer, of what you're expecting from them. Like I'm expecting this process, this hiring process to go this way. I'm expecting that if I, if I become a live-in, this is what I should be expecting at your house. So it for the employer, it gives them the process of what you should be doing as an employer. Um, for a nanny, it's great for those nannies that are like, well, I don't really know how to interview and talk to my employer and tell them this. You know, they didn't know that I actually you know, um, was supposed to get a Christmas bonus. You know, I mentioned stuff like that in there. Um, So um, all of those things are in there. So when it comes out, please, please, please go and purchase it. It's going to be like $9.99 or something. It's an ebook download. You will definitely want to, you know, just kind of read it. It is written exactly how I talk. It's very straight and to the point. Um, There's, you can't miss anything that's in it because there's no way that I like, um, you know, went around and talked about it in a circle so that people could get lost. Right. Um, so you'll see that on there. I also have my um, my box, which is my smart box to go. And so that is pretty much my my version of, you know, natural play and child development um, used in like Waldorf and Montessori um, items in the box. And, um, so everything is natural and, you know, most of the items are like wood and, um, but they're all for developmental, um, learning and it's from ages zero to three. So I usually make it for the, um, age range of what my client, um, who my client is buying it for. Mm -hmm. So you'll find that. And soon you will see, the Nannypreneur magazine. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just brought out the Nannypreneur magazine. Um, I, I think I announced it. It's been a, a little over a week now, and um, it is a magazine. It's more of I, I say it's more of like a, the nanny yellow pages. It's going to be really big, geared toward. Um, having a, a directory of sorts for anyone who is a nanny that has a business. Um, 
And also for anyone who has a child care um, or a, a child, you know, in the child care industry with a business. So, you know, it'll be a way to, you know, have all of that stuff in one, be able to found, be found in one place. Um, so it'll be great for agencies. It'll be great for, um, for doulas, lactation consultants, NCS, um, like I said, nannies that have businesses. So that's what this is going to be. Um, I have, you know, there, there are spots that people will be able to be featured in and have like two page spreads or one page spread. Um, there'll be a few articles in there, but it's mainly because I just see that so many people have businesses and, you know, as nannies, we don't have time to promote. Right. And, um, and I feel like we, we need to have, you know, be able to, to support each other. And it would be great to have it all in one place. Like a lot of times I don't know that other nannies do something because they either they don't promote it enough or they don't, they're scared to tell you that they do something. Um, you know, and then I, I think, you know, I'll spend money somewhere and then I find out, hey, well, this person actually sells that. You could have just got it from them. I'm like, what? I have never seen them put this out. You know? Right. <laughs> like, what? You know, like I just paid somebody that I don't even know. I could just gave that money to this person, you know. Um, and I think that's just the type of person I am. If I know someone and they have a business, I'm always like, hey, you know, how can I support this person? Even if it's just sharing their post, um, you know, and um, I, I think that it, it'll be great for for us to have one place where there's a directory and you can see everything that, you know, people do and um, and be able to support them and, and you know, have that there. So um, it, it will definitely be a resource. It will be, um, it will be digital as well It's a digital magazine. So people will be able to download it anywhere in the world. You can download it for free when it comes out. And um, the only thing is, if you want to be in, in the magazine, or you want to be featured, if you want to have be a part of the directory and be in the listing, um, that you have to pay to be in it. So you can that seems fair. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing. Um, so, um, yeah. So if you do, if you're interested, if it's something that you want to do, you know, reach out to me, like I said, on Nanny Kim on the go, um, on anywhere on Nanny Kim on the go. So Twitter, um, I'm not on Twitter that much, but I do have me a Twitter. I've, I've been trying so, to be better about Twitter lately, but yeah, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a mostly Instagram and a little Facebook yeah, I think I'm the same. Facebook, Instagram. I do a LinkedIn um, as mm. well. I've met some like very interesting people on, on LinkedIn and um, and so I'm starting to like it. I'm, you know, I'm getting used to it. I've been on there for like several years, but I've never really used it as much. Um, but it's a great source, uh, especially if you're looking for, you know, work and, and stuff like that because it's professional. And so, you know, so yes, yeah, so I do. I do have those. And, you know, if you can't find nanny kim on the go you can always go to at um nanny panor mag mag and i have an account on twitter and instagram for nanny panor mag so you can definitely find me um and i'm sure you know the listing will be here yeah it's down in the show notes too so yeah you got it so <laughs> i am i am around and i'm always doing things um 
I definitely have to shout out NSC fund, which is nanny sitter education fund. Cause I'm on the board yes. and we are, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, like, you guys are so quiet. What's going on over there right now? We're quiet because we are, we're take, we're taking a minute of break because at the end of this month, we will be going through all of the many applications that are going in right now. Um, we had, we opened up applications. People have been sending us applications. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait till we start like, uh, you know, getting people in classes. So if you are not familiar with Nanny Sitter Education Fund, please look us up, NSC Fund. Um, NSC.fund is our um, website. And we're on, you know, the different platforms as NSE, N as in Nancy, E as in Ed and F as in Frank Fund, F-U-N-D. So we are um, a nonprofit who we help nannies and, um, and sitters who want to go back to school and get some educational training. And so we give grants to help. And um, yeah, so we are, and we're doing applications now. So the applications close at the end of the month. So once they close at the end of the month, we'll start shelling out money, um, you know, and help who we can. And then, you know, we'll, we'll probably go into a round of doing some more fundraising for next year um, when we open up again. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that yeah. rundown. Um, I appreciate you <laughs> taking time, but I mean, like, you know, it's, this is a nanny resource podcast and you just gave a ton of resources. Um, so yeah. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, I think for nannies who have, have listened to us talk today and we're saying, you know, like go find the resources, Nannypreneur Mag is going to be like, amazing to help find resources like it's yeah. a dirt, like that's the whole point so and it's, it's that's the whole point it's, it's free if you're trying to find the business so get after it yeah it, that is I mean literally Martha that is the whole point you know like it's funny because some people will call me they're like Kim is the plug <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're like Kim is the plug Kim knows everything and I'm just like yeah I, I try and I, I am the plug I try I don't I don't always have the time because of me being a full-time mom, me working, running multiple businesses. I don't always have the time to sit down and give people hours of my time or to mentor like, you know, um, other people do, but I definitely can point you in the right direction. And, um, and when I do have the time, like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that if you, if you send me a message that I ignore you, um, so um, I will say that, you know, if, if, if you really are just kind of stuck and you're just like, I have no clue of what to do, or I don't know what I should do. If you, if you contact me, I, I can take a couple of minutes out and say, Hey, you know, this is the first thing you should do. Check, call this person and tell them I sent you, or, you know, talk mm -hmm. to this person or, you know, you should look in on this website. I'm great at that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, you know, I, I definitely am here for our community and, you know, um, I have been doing it for a long time and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, um, career. I, I would say it's a great career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you, if you really, really love 
what you do. You really love being an enemy. Invest in yourself and, um, and make sure that you take the time to develop yourself um, as a person, you know, get training. It's, it's not enough to just say, I love kids, you know, get training and, you know, do the things that, that it takes to last in a career, you know? Um, yes. So. Well, wonderful. Well, yeah. we end each episode with a cute, fun story and Kim has brought one. <laughs> I do. So. I always, um, I, I told this story before, some people have heard it and some people haven't, but um, I always think it's funny. And it's, I used to nanny for some, uh, for teenagers and their parents had passed away. And so their grandmother had custody of them. And, um, and she was, she was a senior. She was probably in her seventies and she was starting to have like a, uh, you know, Alzheimer's and you know, Alzheimer's dementia. So she was, she was getting up there and Hurricane Sandy happened. So, you know, do you know anything about Hurricane Sandy? Hurricane Sandy shut down the whole Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> she, she came in and she was like, I am here. Hear me roar. Um, Atlantic City, all the shore points in New Jersey were like flooded at the time I was living in Ohio. And so what happened is, um, we lived on a, they, well, the family I worked for, they lived on the street and um, the street had the whole, the, their power went out. So when they put the power back on, um, a lot of their workers went to the East, East Coast to help because they needed all this help. And, um, mm-hmm. and so it was very limited uh, people that were still working to you know, be there to put the electricity on and all the other stuff. So if it wasn't on, it just wasn't coming on. And so we couldn't understand why they put the, you know, street on, but ours wasn't. So we didn't realize that our the house was on a totally different grid than the rest of the street because it sat so far back. So we ended up having to go and spend a night at this hotel. So that we go to the, <laughs> we go to the hotel. At first, the first night I actually took the kids to my house. And um, so you can imagine these teenage boys come into this like three bedroom house and they live in a mansion and they're just like, you live here. It's so small. Like, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> this is my house and I like it, you know? Um, so they spend the night. And so the next night I was just like, okay, you guys cannot spend a night here another night, you know, um, right. you guys have, you know, so we ended up going to a hotel and we took their grandmother to this hotel. So you know, school was in and, um, you know, the lights were on there. So they went to school the next day. So I had to take them to school. So I told the grandmother, you know, I'll be back. I'm just going to take them to school and then I'll come back for you, you know? And so she said, okay. And so she goes and, you know, I guess starts getting dressed. So I take the boys to school. And when I come back, um, I get met at the door by, I guess, the manager of the hotel. And so he comes to me and he's just like, ma'am, ma'am, I have your grandma. I have your grandma. <laughs> and I was just like, you have my grandma. And I'm looking at him like, my, are you talking to me? Like, you right. like, can't have your grandma. And so the important thing to know is that I'm black, if you didn't know. <laughs> and they were Jewish. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. I was, like, I was like, you have my grandma? <laughs> 
they're like yes and so what ended up happening is in her state of dementia she forgot that she was in a hotel she got dressed and left out the room with her you know she had a robe on and you know her little you know two-piece pajamas but she got dressed and walked out the room she had no key to get back in they didn't know which room she came from and she kept telling them she was looking for me and so they realized who I was. They remembered I had checked in and everything. And um, and so she had actually attached herself to the first Black housekeeper she saw. Oh, so, <laughs> oh gosh. So they, so they take me to her and she's like on the second floor telling the lady how to vacuum. And she's like, vacuum this way. no turn you're not doing it right you missed a spot she's like telling her and then she sees me and she goes oh where have you been I told them that my my granddaughter was coming back for me because I used to always say you know okay grandma okay grandma so she would tell people I was her granddaughter and um (laughs) I guess she was like listen I cannot find the the little black nanny that is always here and you are the closest thing to her so I'm going to, I'm going to go in every room with you. And I thought it was so funny because the lady was so nice to her though. She was just like, I, I knew that, you know, I, if it was my grandmother, I didn't, I wouldn't want her just wandering around the hotel. And she was just helping me clean. And I, we didn't know which room she came out of. It was so, it was, it was funny. And, um, but she was so sincere. She just, she really didn't know. Um, she thought that it was me. And right. She, yeah. yeah. And then when she saw me, she realized like, oh, you're the person that I'm looking for. This is not the person. But for her, it was just like I, she was looking for something. You know, when, when people have dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff, they look for what's familiar. And, um, you know, it's it's a sad thing, but it was really, really funny because I was just like, you're looking for me? Like my grandma? And he's like, this is my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and she was and she, but when she saw me, she was like, oh, it's my granddaughter. And I, was oh, like, <laughs> I love that so much. What a like, yeah, a sweet story. So, oh, yeah. thank you so for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you can laugh all night about this little lady calling me her granddaughter and attaching herself to the oh. housekeeper of the, of the hotel. It was so, it was hilarious. Love but, um, it. Yep. Um, well, <laughs> Kim, thank you so very much for taking time to talk to me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. I love providing Chronicles of Nania to you at no cost. So if you love this podcast, please consider donating by clicking the support the show link in the show notes. I also totally understand if a donation isn't the way you can show your support right now. Another excellent way to support the podcast is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings help other nannies and caregivers around the world find Chronicles of Nannia. Also, if you love the show, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to get the word out about the podcast. And truly, thank you for listening. It really means the world to me. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. 
Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.